Welcome back to the Mailer Podcast. I am your host, Brett Merriman. To my right, the lovely, scrubbed up, Sally DeFreeze. What's going on, Sal? I forgot that I was wearing scrubs. Uh, happy Prime Day. Ooh, happy Prime Day uh, back at you. To those who observe. Do you, you know? observe Prime Day? I'm not actually observing this this go-round because uh, I need to spend less money. Yeah, I knew, I knew as well. I bought some. Uh, I, I bought the early Prime Day yesterday. Ow, excuse me. I, I think there – what, what does that mean? It's like early access? I'm like, <clears throat> yeah, is that – it was Not early just access. Regular Prime Day, like I'm confused. And I got a deal off uh, facial fuel from Kiehl's moisturizer. Oh, okay, okay. So, I got some of that. I found myself like getting influenced to buy shit that I don't need. Yeah. So it's, it's the perfect day to buy something you don't need. 100%. I was like, if it's something that I already was thinking about buying, but I like at one point yesterday had all these like random toys that I was gonna get for it, and mm. I was like, I don't need any of this shit. And you just so didn't... I just put a moratorium on it. Are they in the cart though? No, I took them out of the cart. That's good because like, if they're in the cart, it's gonna sit there, and eventually you're just gonna pull trade. Yeah. Okay. Um, I need. I'm, I'm gonna buy. I'm gonna end up buying something before this episode's over. I guarantee it. Really? I know it's Prime Day. I'm just gonna get on and you're be gonna impulsive. get an air fryer. No, I already have one. Love my air fryer. I do too. Love my air fryer. If I, I mean, by the time you listen to this, Prime Day's over. But mm-hmm. get an air fryer. Get an air fryer. It makes everything better, for whatever reason. Have you, fries, okay. sweet potato fries. As someone who's just recently started going back to Costco, I took like mm-hmm. a hiatus. Welcome and now back. that we have a kid, I'm like, we got to go to Costco. The Just Bear frozen chicken nuggets. Ooh. They're in like a green bag. I think they're called Just Bear. Legitimately are like a very good knockoff version of Chick-fil-A chicken nuggets. Ooh, interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. And you just throw them in the air fryer twenty minutes, and let's oh, have a blast. Eight minutes. Eight minutes. What do you? What's what's the uh, dipping sauce of choice? Uh, we had last week. We had them. <clears throat> we just ordered Pine House the night before, so we had some jalapeno ranch. Mm, that's a good one. That's a Pine real House good is one. A great jalapeno ranch. That, they have a really good jalapeno ranch. That's does. It's not gonna like kick you in the balls spice wise. Like not super hot, but it's enough to to really. <laughs> but now I just may buy like one of the like squeezy bottles of the Chick-fil-A sauce. Yeah. It's just recreate Chick-fil-A at home on Sundays when I want it. I don't hate that. I don't hate that move at all. Um I need to use my air fryer more. It's it's currently like more on the vegetable side of things. Sweet potatoes, regular potatoes, zucchini, <coughs> zoodles perhaps, making some some fried situations mm-hmm. that aren't really fried. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm into it. I'm into it. Heating up pizza. Sneaky good way to do that, too. Um, I'm going to apologize in advance. Yeah. I'm going to be coughing a lot this episode, so. Oh, are you? Okay. <laughs> the uh, ragweed in Austin is real high. Hold on. I'm about to have a coughing fit. Yeah. No, I'll, I'll talk <laughs> through your coughing fit by introducing the mail-in podcast. We answer your questions, Randy. Get a laugh in. Walk away with something useful. Listen to Sally and myself cough due to the ragweed in Austin, Texas. You can tell. It's just like pervasive. I got like a little bit of bronchitis last week. Oh boy. From going to ACL and then like getting inhaling the dust, already having allergens. Saturday I was down bad. I got wine drunk and played guitar and sang pop punk that my voice cannot do. So that's why my voice hurts. My throat hurts. My throat doesn't hurt anymore. Oh, it's good. Shouts to antibiotics. But... Please subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Follow on Spotify. Hit the hotline number eight 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 three six two mail. That's eight 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 three six two six two four five or 
you can write it at the link in the Twitter bio at Malin Podcast. Hit up the new store, too. It's new stuff, it seems like, every week over there in the store. Washedmedia.shop, Sally. And please hit up the new YouTube to see our beautiful faces every week. YouTube.com slash podcast. Uh, five questions this week, Sally. A really interesting revelation here for question one. Are you ready for this wild ride? Yeah. Yes. <clears throat> Without further ado, here we go. Sally and Brett. I am submitting this anonymously due to the nature of, uh, of this to protect myself, my fiance, and her boyfriend. Yes, that's correct. We have an open relationship, or should I say we did? Okay. Do-do-do. Nothing terrible happened. Uh, we all split amicably due to my fiance not wanting to participate in this lifestyle anymore, and probably because we will be getting married here in the next month. But wait, there's more. Anyways, a little background to this. We have been in this type of open relationship for the past four years, and we both enjoyed it. Now, this was my idea, which probably doesn't surprise most, but without going into too much detail, I enjoy watching, not so much participating or wanting to sleep with other women. That was not the point of me asking my fiance to get into this lifestyle. It was strictly based on me wanting to watch her. Anyways. Her most current boyfriend has been my favorite, and we managed to become friends. Everything on the down low due to keeping our families and friends unaware of this taboo lifestyle over the past few years. Turns out, the boyfriend is a circling back listener. And after a night of fun, we sat and talked the next morning for three hours about all the bits, jokes, and podcasts in the washed media universe. The fiancé hated it. Ever since then, every day while we work, we always send circling back bits back and forth through Snapchat. He and my now that soon-to-be wife, or excuse me, he and my soon-to-be wife broken up with and stated she's not feeling the lifestyle anymore, which I'm more than support, and I'm grateful that she even indulged it for so long. They still communicate from time to time and are on good terms. But my question for y'all is, is it wrong to welcome him into the friend group as no one knows about her extracurricular activities? I'm assuming from a female's perspective, I shouldn't invite him to the wedding, but part of me wants to. Just one backer to another, an unconventional friendship that was formed in a taboo way. But is it wrong to close off one chapter to start a traditional friendship. Hugh boy. Okay. A lot to unpack here. Well, um, number one, we don't set shame on this podcast. Right. You do you. Boo. I'm going to approach doors. this from a standpoint of like, I'm going to make some assumptions. Okay. I don't know if those assumptions are correct mm -hmm. about the situation. I'm going to cough one more time. <coughs> but obviously... I personally have never been in an open relationship, so there's a couple mm. things that I am unclear about. Okay. Okay. For the record, neither have I. So, number one, I need a better sense of, like, how the fiancé feels about the ex-boyfriend. Like, I know that they're on mm. good terms and they talk, but then he also said that she was not thrilled that they were, like, buddying up together. Mm -hmm. So, I think first and foremost, the, the green light on a friendship needs to go through the fiance okay. slash wife because if she's like uncomfortable with it, like 
that's my ex-boyfriend. We had this yeah. whole situation. I don't want other people finding out about it. Whatever her right. hang up may be, if she has them, I think that that's your answer right there. That's the easy. It's not worth the years of annoyance and and her being in a bad mood about it and her right. being you know annoyed by it for a friend. Like right. She's going to be your wife now. That changes things right. tremendously. So as long as she's okay with it, I think then we move on to <clears throat> step two okay. of my decision tree, which is I I personally think I, I I can't like I feel like there's a level of discretion here between him and the ex boyfriend when they're around friends mm -hmm. because. Like he said, it's a lifestyle that probably the rest of his friends don't know about, aren't comfortable with, et cetera. So I'm not as worried about that mm -hmm. unless you just think that this like ex-boyfriend guy is like going to tell everyone like, oh, like I used to f have sex with his wife. I was about to use the F word, but I'm trying to keep it PG here. Nice. Uh, <laughs> like as long as you're cool and you're not like worried about your friends finding out, then again, mm -hmm. I think that this is totally fine. I just imagine like him bringing his buddy over to the table and be like, oh, how'd you guys meet? I think uh, you just say we met through Sarah. Like, they're literally. old friends. Whatever. Mm -hmm. Okay, third thing. Uh, I I personally don't think you invite him to the wedding <clears throat> for a couple of reasons. One, you said you're a month out. Sorry, it's too late to add people at this mm -hmm. point. And it's especially too late to add your wife's ex-boyfriend that she just broke up with, I think. Again, yeah. I was not in the relationship. I don't know what the dynamics are. I think, though, that can be a little, not confusing, but, like, especially for the <clears throat> wife, probably a little uncomfortable. Yeah, I, I think that's no no-brainer here. I think you leave him out of the wedding stuff because that's just something that would – that make – her uncomfortable you'd be you'd be fine with it but it would be weird somebody would say something and just well, i don't think i think you, you're general, better off yeah without any of this happening if you wanted to invite one of your fiance's exes to the wedding in general even if yeah even you if know, it's not a thruple situation it's kind of a weird situation mm -hmm. like it's kind of like oh i'd like i dated him like yeah i don't really want him there you know i've been to weddings with uh with a, a couples getting married, their exes or, or an ex was there. Yeah, and I, I have too. And like I have had friends that are in that situation. Mm -hmm. And some of them, it's like that was their high school or college yeah, ex. Yeah, sort of long like, enough. Kind of yeah. like, okay, mm -hmm. clearly there's no no feelings there. Yeah. This ended maybe a little too recently for me to be comfortable with that. I think that's fair. I think that's fair. I think, listen. I feel like you don't invite the ex <clears throat> Of the last X, you know what I'm saying? The most, the most recent, recent X, X is off limits. I think that's a good rule to live by. Yeah. <laughs> I In general, don't invite the most recent X to the wedding. To the wedding, yeah. That's, yeah. yeah. You know what? Put that in pen somewhere. Th that's going in the mail-in Bible. In the mail-in Bible. We yeah. should do like a mail-in coffee book. Yeah. A hundred things to live by rules. sort of from internet therapists. Yeah. Unlicensed. Okay. Do you think this stuff is like more common than people realize? Yes, and I like think in a way, I guess probably just because I don't think about it because it's not in my paradigm mm -hmm. of thinking. It's not something I do, so I just don't think about it. But I, I don't have a problem with it. That's the thing. Like if if my friends, like say we were 
hanging out mm -hmm. with a group of friends and like I found out this one couple had an open relationship, it would probably shock me. Yeah. But I think eventually I'm like, honestly, whatever you need to whatever do to keep floats your, your boat. like yeah. keep your marriage going. The reason know? I say that is because like I of all the all the friends I have, like not to brag, I feel like I have a lot of friends. Nobody I know has like a weird thing like this, mm -hmm. which is just like statistically, I feel like uh, impossible. I'm going to ask a really dumb question. Okay. Are they, I, I've just, I, maybe I, I just always associate like open relationships with like older couples who are like, oh, yeah, we got like to like spice way, up the The Westlake, like. Mid fifties yeah. empty nesters who are like let's let's uh, swing a little Honestly, bit. Honestly, props to these people for knowing their sexuality enough to like. Yeah, get and into props that. to him for being like, I just want to watch. I don't even want to partake. Okay, this is my other question though, because okay. I kind of got these vibes from the question. Oh boy, she was never into it in the first place. Mm, kind of. Yeah, that's the vibe. I and and my fear is like the underlying question and I, you know sometimes like we get questions and i'm like okay you asked one question but i feel like there's a different question there's here. something deeper here yeah my is there something deeper here is if if she was just kind of indulging and then y'all are stopping now and mm -hmm. you're gonna get married my worry is five years ten years five months <clears throat> from now are you gonna change your mind and be like i i kind of want to watch her with somebody again Oh, I think this guy, if it was up to him, he he always would. Right. right. So then that adds the extra layer into if the ex-boyfriend's around as a friend. Oh, there's there's gonna be a sloppy night where they're playing Jenga. Right. And, where you're like yeah. yep. he, you know, he wants the ex-boyfriend and the wife to hook up, the wife's not comfortable. I'm just like, yeah. everyone's gotta really stick to their guns and be on the same page about this. Agreed. Agreed. The night of quip lash, you know, the couple couple Chardonnays in and then you, you don't know what happens. But there. if he uh, Okay, if you were like, We're <laughs> we're done with our, you know, open relationship. Yes. I'm totally fine with the fact that she's no longer comfortable with this. Mm -hmm. I have moved on. And I'm not going to press the issue. Yeah, ever again. it's going to take that, which I don't think he is ready to do yet. Especially wanting to keep the friend around, but but maybe you know, taking him at his word, maybe he's honest and saying, okay, I we're, we can be done with that chapter in our life. It was fun while it lasted. I just legitimately like this guy as a friend. It's like like a backer in the what you know, meet a certainly Mac fan. You have a lot in common right mm -hmm. away. So he's like, oh, he he could be a friend. So, but I tend to agree with you. I'm like, yeah, let's let's. Keep that one very much at arm's length if you were still going to. Maybe you shoot some gifts of Will DeFreeze back and forth, but we're not inviting him to weddings or Outback Steakhouse. I agree. If you are in an open relationship, do you know what you need, Sally? I, I'm i not sure how these two connect, but I think that everyone does need Socks. Everybody needs socks. That's yeah. why that's that's right. It's like every open relationship needs them, but not every you know what I mean? There's it's like the rhombus thing. Yeah. Not every rhombus is a square, but every square is a rhombus. Yeah. Everybody yes. needs socks, whether you're that in was an open some relationship. Seventh or grade not. like flashback yeah. that I didn't have. Yeah. Bomba's mission is simple, Randy. Make the most comfortable clothes ever and match every item sold with an equal item donated. So when you buy Bombas, you are also giving to someone in need. They design their socks, shirts, and underwear to be the clothes that you cannot wait to put on every single day. Here's what they're about. Softness, seamless, tagless, and cozy. Mm -hmm. 
I could I could have gone with coziness, but the copy said not to. I'll I'll make that edit next time. But there's a pair for Bomba socks for everything you do. They come in tons of options like comfy performance styles made with sweat wicking yarns, which means your feet stay cool while the rest of you works up a sweat. No show socks, t-shirts, underwear, etc. Uh, the underwear is fantastic. I got the bundle where it's like a six pack of socks, four pack of underwear. Unbelievable. Unbelievably soft. They don't ride up, which is a problem with boxer briefs. Everybody knows this. You can wear them with jeans, athletic shorts, doesn't matter. Their underwear, I am a total convert when it comes to Bombas underwear and socks. They have like a padded performance sock. I mean, I have the um, compression socks. <clears throat> Yeah, because and you are padded famously and on your so feet all day. Comfortable. Yeah, best socks I've ever worn. I'm just gonna throw that out there. Wow, and I, 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 I don't say that lightly. Potentially best underwear I've ever worn too. It's still early in the process, but best socks bar none. Did you know their socks, underwear, and t-shirts are the three most requested clothing items at homeless shelters, and that's why Bombas donates one for every item that you buy. Here's the deal: go to bombas.com. Slash mailin and use code mailin for 20% off your first purchase. That's B O M B A S dot com slash mailin and use code mailin at checkout. Again, bombas.com slash mailin and use code mailin. Uh, Sally, next question. Okay. Huge fan. First time, long time. I'll get right into it. Here we go. My best friend and I are very close with her boyfriend's friends. Okay. Okay. Following here? Yes. Randy following? My best friend and I are very close to her boyfriend's friends. One of the friends and I have hooked up a couple times, but he is quite the, quote, player. And I was enjoying the attention more than him. So it was never going to be more than just a few drunken hookups. Last weekend, though, I was hanging out with that same friend group and started talking to the, quote, nice guy of the group. The player, by the way, had already gone home with some other girl. Me and nice guy ended up hooking up. We talked and laughed for hours, and I realized I really liked uh, being with him and may have even caught feelings. I left it up to him if he wanted to tell his friends what happened. I'm not sure how to proceed. How do I act when hanging out with the entire group of them? Is it scummy to try to pursue something with the nice guy? Would you date? Someone uh, of your best, someone one of your best friends has hooked up with before. A lot of group dynamics here, Sally. A lot of team dynamics. I'm gonna PhD I feel like this is this really stuff. normal. Yeah, friend group dating. It gets messy. Yeah, just how uh, it is. College friend groups. I was a part of it. Yeah, uh, this is very normal to me. I have several friends who. <clears throat> are married to guys that they met via a friend group of like someone else that they were yep. dating. Yep, yep, yep. I feel like this is very common. I think you have to proceed with caution, but proceed mm -hmm. nonetheless. For me, I I even like feel like this is less, not egregious isn't the right word, but like less intense because it's not like she ha like was dating the other guy. Like they yeah, hooked no. up. So I feel like that there's no like real need to explain yourselves to anybody. Yeah. It would be different again. And I have friends who have been in this exact situation where you're like dating one of the guys, break up with him and then start 
catching feelings for one of his friends. Yeah, that's a little more complicated because you have like a history. That's a I feel messy. like a hookup history at this point is like it's just life, right? That's just yeah. Like y'all did stuff, whatever. Mm. Yeah, clearly there were no feelings there. Right. Besides like sexual chemistry and, and then you just move on. He's taking other girls home from the bar. Right. Too. So, so it's like that's not even a – shouldn't even be a blip on your radar. Right? I think for the first however many weeks while you're kind of feeling it out and seeing if it like turns into anything, I don't think that you need to – you don't have to like keep it a secret, but you also don't yeah. have to go sit everyone down and be like, we date – we're dating. Yeah. No, there's no, there's no broadcast need. Yeah. At this point. And then if it turns into something like people just find out, like one of the other friends is like, oh, did like Emily's like been talking to Zach Mm -hmm. and they've been going on dates. And that's how like the hookup guy finds out the player. Yeah. Right. Like I don't, I don't think it's necessary to like sit down and be like, okay. Yeah. I don't think so. I think so. How do you act? You act completely normally. Mm -hmm. Maybe just have fun with it. I know there's going to be like, you'll be a little flirty or whatever, but I feel like that's kind of, been the case in mm-hmm. this situation according to what the vibes i get here um is it scummy to date the nice guy no no and would you date someone one of your best friends has hooked up with before uh yeah because that's just like life now yeah especially when you get older and you're 28 29 you know and, that and just you've been with the same group of friends for a long time yeah that just happened we've all hooked up with each other uh yeah that literally happened to me in college and then, the only, then i dated her for two years the only time i think that it's necessary to like say something is mm-hmm. if like they're hanging out this weekend. She's like trying to like get Zach's attention, whatever. Mm. And then the player's like, hey, want to go home? Ooh. And then you got to be like, no, actually, like Zach and I have been kind of like talking. Kind of like a thing. Talking. Do Talking's people still say new... talking? I probably think... not. Gen Z's probably like, talking is so stupid. What did you call dating in like eighth grade? Like me and so-and-so are are what? Going out. We had going out too, and I never understood it because we're not going anywhere. No, we're you're set, not we're going 12. anywhere because you're we're 12. Grade. We can't go anywhere. You can't drive. Why are we going out? Like that was the, the sixth word. grade bus is called and going then, out. It's and so then it dumb. turned to like. I, I, well, you for, for also 20 years, I've thought that. You weren't like dating anyway. Is that like you, a tiger beat thing? It was like, oh, we're yeah, going, just out. going out. Like you didn't even like ask someone to be your girlfriend. You're like, do you want to go out? Do you want to go out with me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. May, uh, yes, no, maybe. Check the box. And then, and then when you're in college, it's like, oh, fucking, we're like talking because people origami. aren't mature enough to like take each other on dates. You just have to like have this whole, you know, like get drunk, hook up, act weird around each other, then like maybe start texting, and then like get drunk and like watch him flirt with another girl. But then like you still hook up that night, you know. A little specific there, Sal. So. I'm just <laughs> that's everyone's life. <laughs> I think it, it, now it's talking. We're, so, a th- we're a thing. Then, we're a thing. And then at yeah, I've got a thing. I'm talking, like blah, a- blah blah. And then when you're like in your 20s, you actually start dating people because you are going out on dates, and you probably are dating multiple people at the same time, or Ooh. like going on dates. True. You know what? The, we're like three years away from having like DTR parties, where it's like you know in Love Island they have like like will, the Will You Be My Girlfriend? Like yeah. like it's like a proposal basically. Yeah. And everybody has a party. There we're we're we're. The, very close to that in like the general public, I think. Oh, we're like where asking like someone to celebrating, be your gonna yeah. be like asking them to be, go to prom or something. We're, no, I I mean like it's gonna be like a social situation. It's gonna be like a housewarming party. Like like you know Emily and Zach are having a party because they had a relationship to find. Moment. Do you think? Because I don't even feel like we're, Will we're boyfriend ever and girlfriend me now. To like be his girlfriend, I think we just kind of like fell into it. Yeah, and then I like introduced to him to people as my boyfriend. Like a month and it just kind of happened. Well. It, Used to be Facebook official. 
Now it's now it's now there's hard posting on Instagram and soft posting on stories. Hard launch. Uh, That's what that's what I meant. Hard launch. Soft launch. Did anybody actually? I guess yes. I feel like in in college we all used like in or Facebooks like relationship Mm -hmm. statuses as like jokes. Like oh really? That's complicated with Allison. Like oh. me and Allison together, but like obviously it wasn't complicated. We were fucking roommates. Like, you I know love, what I'm saying? I love that Facebook had an option that said it's complicated. Like, who's actually like, what putting it's complicated? Maybe the last questions, like ex boyfriend and the wife, are saying that's, that. That's complicated. That's how you're letting people know. But I don't. I mean, I really do. Maybe we should get Callie in here and see like what the the youths are calling. Like, can we do that? Is she still out there? No. Okay. We'll get next we'll, 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 we can ask her offline. Is yeah. she out there? Yeah. Bring her in yeah, real can fast, Yeah, can you bring her in real fast, Randy? Two-minute segment with Callie. Two-minute segment with Callie. I'm, I am intrigued because it was definitely going out. Hey, Callie, we need your Gen Z knowledge. It was definitely going out. 30 seconds of time. <laughs> and then it turned into talking slash a thing. Uh-huh. And then it was dating. Dating, yeah. And then it was okay. like you were in a long-term relationship. Intern, we need to check her mic levels. Yep. Randy. Callie, intern Callie's in the building. She's I'm been here. on this show before. Callie, welcome to the Mail-In Podcast. Thank you. We need Thank your knowledge. You. All right. What's up? Um, we, okay. When you were in eighth grade. Sally's got this. And you were you were um, had a boyfriend. What did you call that? Like you were like, oh, uh, Emily and Zach are this are blank if they were in a relationship um talking did you yeah, ever I say love, yep. going out like they're going out but they're in eighth grade yeah going okay. out okay. okay going out or okay. talking okay and then would you say that that progressed now that you're in college what would you say if someone's close to being your boyfriend but not your boyfriend yet are you calling it talking is that like exclusive Okay. Exclusive. Ooh. So you will be you'll be like Emily and Zach are exclusive. Yeah. If you're not like they're, they're not, not like talking to other people and they're like on the path of being boyfriend and girlfriend. I feel you, like that's before the title. Would you be talking to multiple people? If you're exclusive, no. Okay. But you're also not going to Thanksgiving at the at the in-laws. Right, right. But I'm saying okay. like is the equivalent right now. Like if you, I would say you could date multiple people. Could you be talking to multiple people? Yeah. Not if yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. Right. See, I feel like talking was serious for us. Like, Ooh, oh, so and so's talking. Like, if you're. Okay, I also feel like there was so much drama surrounding relationships in like middle school. Yeah. And like, oh my god, they're talking. Really? What? I'm like, so yeah. glad that going out is on the way down. I love. I love going out. It was. Just... I think. I think eighth graders are still using going out. <sighs> Dumb. We just wanted Dumb. to know You're if not the going changed. I didn't know if talking was not cool anymore because that's what we used to call it in college. Do you I have, feel like, like talking, if you're 30 and you say I'm talking with somebody now, <clears throat> people are like, you got to fucking grow up. Yeah. I feel like talking is at the beginning stage. Yes. They're like talking. They're like and getting they're to know exclusive. each other. And, and then, then they're exclusive and then they're dating. Do you ever say Do you ever say dating? Dating, Like yeah. so-and-so and so-and-so are dating. Yeah. But that's now post-DTR talk. Right. DTR, okay. define the relationship. Okay. Range. Right. Okay. Or like their boyfriend and girlfriend, they're dating. Yeah. Okay. Same. same I think that's. See, I feel like exclusive boyfriend and girlfriend to me are the same thing, but on Love Island, Mm -hmm. they will become exclusive. 
And oh, before, so maybe that's where that term like, before they become boyfriend hmm. and girlfriend. Oh, and I'm like, okay, well, that's basically the it's same like, step. Gotta, to me. Gotta have a chat. And I feel like, like you're, no, if you're in like the exclusive stage for a long period of time, it's because you don't want to like commit to the title of the okay, relationship. Right, right. That's like scary. Okay. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I feel like it goes like talking, exclusive, dating. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Good to know. I'm Thank gonna bring you. back right. going steady. All right. Okay, thanks, thanks for hopping Kelly, on. Kelly, before you leave, where can, yeah. uh, where can the folks get that hat? Get this hat? Yes. Go to washmedia.com. You can go to the shop on the Instagram. You could. Washmedia.shop also works. Yeah, dot but, shop. Okay. Okay. Thank you, Kelly. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Kelly. Gen Z knowledge from Kelly Rubin there. Um, okay. I think we got to the bottom of that. Next one, Sal? Yeah. Uh, hey, guys. My boyfriend and I have been dating since February 2021 and talked about moving in together in about six months. He's been looking to buy a house and I would pay towards his mortgage. We've also talked about a timeline for marriage. Recently, he brought up the idea of waiting to live together until after marriage. Being the anxious person I am, I asked if that's because he had any doubts about the relationship or just living together in general. And he said no. His dad mentioned it and one of his good friends said he did it. The reasoning was nothing really changes after you get married if you're already living together. And I get that, but I always saw myself as living with a partner before marriage to get a better idea of how we work together. So I can see both sides, but I was wondering what y'all thought. Love you guys. Uh, I actually think the opposite of this. I think a lot of stuff changes after you get married. Mm -hmm. And... Having already lived with somebody makes that transition a lot easier. Interesting. Okay. I have I have two quick thoughts that I want to get like overarching thoughts on this. Mm-hmm. One is I am pro living together before marriage. I two agree. that it can it a lot of the times it can be a parental thing, it could be like sort of a religious thing. Like there's like a lot that goes into yeah, yeah. I'm not necessarily allowed to live with somebody until I'm married or engaged or whatever that like step that your parents are cool with it is and i totally respect that across people's situations so i wanted to get that out of the way too but i'm with you in that i think like here's what i don't understand about the friend saying he did it the reasoning was nothing really changes after you get married if you're already living together okay you're in a relationship you're engaged you're about Mm -hmm. to get married likely if you're not living together you're spending every night together yeah. Okay. I think so. So the only thing that's changing when you get married by living together, it's not some magical excitement like, oh my God, like we're sleeping in the same bed and like I'm a Disney princess. You know what changes? <laughs> you that? both have to start shitting at the same house. Yeah. That's what changes. Yeah. Like you you do all the mundane stuff that you didn't do together before. So if anything, it gets worse. Yeah, you get the lowlights as you, well as the you're highlights. Not getting, you're not getting a Disney movie, okay? You're not a Disney princess. You're No, mm-hmm. you're sharing a bathroom. Mm-hmm. You're watching them dry their clothes and then press the dry button four more times instead of just folding their laundry. You are watching the way that they load the dishwasher weird. Ooh, you're watching uh, them leave cups in the sink. You're exactly. You're watching them not. You're do, you're learning all the shit mm-hmm. that they that do is, in the in the shadows. That is your pet peeve, <laughs> and so it is better. 
Actually, all the things that I just mentioned were like things that will. Oh, I couldn't. Like I couldn't <laughs> okay, not things that I don't like about what. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, well, no, just do those two while we're at it. Yeah. Uh, so, if anything, I think it's better to learn that about a person. Mm-hmm. You get some of that when you're in a relationship with somebody. Sure, especially a long one or a, one where but you spend you a lot really of time. But you really start understanding that. somebody's like day to day when you live together. Yeah. And I'm not saying like all the magic and romance is gone when you live together. Like, it's really comforting to live with somebody. It's really exciting to like have someone to come home to. But it's not. It's not magical, and I don't mm-hmm. think that waiting till marriage like. All of a sudden, like, oh, we're married and like we're gonna live this happily ever after. If anything, now you've left the mundane stuff. And on top of that, marriage is stressful. Yeah. For a myriad of reasons, especially when you're combining finances, mm-hmm. uh, you are navigating your new life together and like how you're gonna proceed with friends, with family, with your job whether or not you're going to have kids, how long that timeline is going to be. There's just a lot going on. Uh, Part of the reason that people have trouble in marriage the first year, why people say time and time again that the first year of marriage is like one of the hardest. Yeah. Is because they're getting used to each other. And a lot of people are living together for the first time. For the first time. Yeah. So why put the extra pressure on that Mm -hmm. i totally get it if you're against it like for a really long time i said i would never live with somebody oh really before i was married interesting where did that come from uh, like religious yeah reasons uh and then honestly i was like that that just changed as i grew up but also like Mm -hmm. why am i paying two rents like i'm paying rent he's paying rent this doesn't make sense Mm -hmm. like will and i would have lived together a lot earlier had circumstances like i was having to live in a different city yeah 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 but like, save the money, you know, like combine your lives a little bit easier. So it's not such yeah. a shock when you get home from the honeymoon, you're like, oh shit. Okay. Well, and, and it's, you know, it's 2022 now and it's yeah. lo- the, that taboo is, is going away by the day where it's like, it, now it makes more sense to combine finances because prices are high and then rent's high. And then all of a sudden people get dogs and mm-hmm. that's easier to take care of with two people. Right. And then now it's just, I think people... Either get married now they get married later. Yeah, you know you're 30 years old, and now it just makes sense to live together before you're married. And if this is something he's like really pushing, I guess kind of like try to get his understanding on it. Yeah, I don't think that you need to be worried that he's having second thoughts, but I think you need to like kind of question his thought process here. Yeah, I think it's it's certainly worth that conversation. Saying like if if we're not going to do this, you it it is things are going to change. Like I think. Tell him he's wrong about that, that nothing's going to change after married living together. Yeah. Because it will. Also, like not to be super cynical, um, if he buys a house before y'all are married, you legally need to do something if you're paying for part of it. Yeah. Just FYI. Especially if you're not living in the house. It's not your domicile. Because, like, if you're paying for part of the mortgage, that's essentially rent. So, like, you mm-hmm. don't need to be paying for both. Mm-hmm. Uh, but don't buy a house together with no Without, like, legal yeah. contract. Agreed. I know that's, like, not romantic of me to say. But, like, people, you got to protect your shit. Tell us to get a prenup is what she's saying. I mean, I didn't get a prenup. Maybe we should have it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> 
But I mean, I think that it's very much more common now. I think so too. But I, but also like Will and I didn't have any assets to split up. You know, I mean, Just, you do once you're married, but like, I think had we tried to get a house yeah, or yeah, something yeah. before we got married, right. hell yeah, I'm getting some legal action. Protection. Yeah. Protect yourself. Uh, next one, Sally. Yes. Hey, Brett and Sally. I got engaged last week. Congratulations. Uh, and the planning stress has already been a little overwhelming already. A weekend. We personally want to keep it small. 30 to 40 people tops in Mexico. But extended family and friends that we haven't spoken to in a while have come out of nowhere to say congrats and ask about wedding plans. How do we politely tell them that they are not getting invited mainly because they really haven't been all that involved in our lives lately? Uh, Promise them a FaceTime at 11.45 at night. Yeah, uh, this is easy. Um, if someone asks specifically, like, when are y'all getting married? We're doing a really small ceremony in Mexico in the spring. Mm -hmm. That's it. That's it. it. This can be politely telling the, you know, letting them know that they're not invited by by just stating your plans, telling the truth. Mm -hmm. I think people do when you get engaged or have big life events come out of the woodworks to like. Yeah, I don't think there's any. I don't think people, maybe some people, but most people aren't like trying to get invited. You know what I'm saying? Correct. Yes. It's, I think it's, people are just like trying to be kind. Yeah. Be kind. And, and, and they're like, oh, I haven't talked to so-and-so in a while. Like, congratulations. That's yeah. awesome. Because big life events, like that. What that's what happens. Yeah. You're going to have a kid someday and then you're going to get congrats from a million different people. Yeah. So it's just, I, I don't think that's, I, I don't see really anything wrong with them doing that. Even though they haven't been as involved in your life as... Maybe you thought they would be. Right. right. Um, even if you're having a huge blowout wedding mm -hmm. that's in your town, mm -hmm. that's easy to get to, and someone asks, oh, we're getting married in the spring. Excited. Yeah. You don't owe them anything. You don't owe them an explanation for why or why not. They're if not they keep pushing. Coming to your wedding. Oh, yeah. Like, my mom's really handling a lot of it. Yeah. Pass the buck. You don't. I changed the subject. Mm-hmm. I don't want to talk about that right now. Yeah. Wedding planning is really stressing me out. Thanks for asking. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. 30 to 40 people in Mexico, that's, that sounds like a fun one. Sounds I'd fun. Say that's like right up your alley, I feel like. Yeah. Like small but fun. Mexico. You would, you would crush a 30 to 40 person in that, wedding in that situation. Probably. Probably. So if you want to invite me, feel free. <laughs> feel free. Don't invite the people that you're talking about, but do invite me. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. When you... Uh, when you get engaged, Sally, as a famously not engaged person, um, what is the in the first week? What are your what's the, the checklist? Um, in general, not the case by case, obviously, but like, what is like the first thing? It you depends do? on what. It's so like most people at, in a weekend are trying to decide like. Are we going to get married in six months? Are we going to get married in 18 months? Like date, getting a general yeah. timeline, possibly a date. Mm -hmm. And then depending on what your date is, some, I mean, legitimately like booking your venue and stuff. Really? Like that. But that's only if you like are going to get married six months from now. If you're going to yeah, get married true. two years from now, like you have some time. Mm -hmm. And depending on where you are, you know. Sure bigger city especially if you want like a really sought after venue if you're trying to do like boathouse in central park you probably do have to like book it yeah, two years that's out. tough yeah but like 
you know, if you're just going to go to a park or whatever. Yeah. I feel like first week you, is like talking to, talking to mom and dad, seeing like, hey, what's, what's your the, budget? Uh, what's and the like budge? When do you, you want to yeah. do it? Yeah. Okay. But invite list is, what's that? First, first third of the wedding planning? When you decide your budget. Okay. You can kind of figure out like, well, we're spending this much money. We can't afford to invite 200 people. Yeah. That's you kind of back into the number that way. And then mom and dad add like, oh, wait. Aunt Janice has to come too. And you're like, oh, cool. Mm. So that's. You should just, the first week, you like think that it's going to be all fun. And then mm -hmm. three months in, you just realize you should have eloped. <laughs> Can't wait. <laughs> Brett so and if you, Sal. If you're already thinking, like, I don't want to do this, just elope. Okay. Just, just elope. Save have the a, money. Has, elope, have We're a party. We're for a recession. Just elope. Dave and Buster's, that's, that's, that's Randy's plan. Yeah. Uh, Brett and Sal, y'all, how do I kindly tell my girlfriends who are getting married to each other or to, excuse me, not to each other, uh, who are either getting married to either stop expecting such extravagant bachelorette parties or pay for it, uh, for some of it as the bride. It's gotten seriously out of hand. Also, I'm not going to not go just because of cost, but it's super frustrating that the expectation to stand up in a wedding as a bridesmaid has turned into a $7,000 investment, and I'm not exaggerating in the slightest. That's upsetting. That's a lot of dinero, which I think is, again, by the year we talked about these things, now there's five different events as yeah. a bridesmaid. Potentially um, like seven. If you're in the dress fitting situation and the, the showers and this and that. I don't. I just don't think it's going anywhere. I don't know that there is a way to tactfully say this and also still be willing to sh shell out the money. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay. I, I think if you're going to, I think that's an insane amount of money. Mm -hmm. I, but if you're in and in, in you're absolutely right to be frustrated in it, but if you're going to pay $7,000 you're kind of enabling the behavior. And like, I, I realize that the question is she's Ooh, asking like, take how am I like supposed to tell them? Mm -hmm. Well, like clearly shit's already planned for $7,000. So what are you going to tell them to like change the location? Yeah. Mm -hmm. You just, you, I the, think you, if you're like you the best friend of, friend of the bride and the bride's like, Hey, we, you know, we're getting married in Cabo, but I was thinking about doing my bachelorette party, like in Portland, Maine. Mm -hmm. we live in Chicago. I think that's the time to be like, hey, people are already paying a lot of money to go to your wedding. So maybe we should like keep the bachelorette like pretty chill mm -hmm. in one location. Cause like asking people to travel twice is a lot. Sure. And, and some people are willing to do it, but mm -hmm. like that's one way. I think if it's already planned, you're <clears throat> kind of like past the point of no return. No, you are. You are. And like, I get the frustration here because that's like, Wedding, uh, wedding events and wedding um, expectations cost a lot of money, mm -hmm. and that's like, I was uh, ten weddings this year, three bachelor parties, yeah, three groomsmen. It's like, yeah, it it, it just it gets up, there. and I love doing it. Don't get me wrong, absolutely love all of my friends that got married, all of that, and it is expensive, and I feel this to a certain degree, but I'm just kind of the, yeah, I'm gonna do it guy. The other thing is, like, 
you know, say that the Bachelorette's planned and you're going to, I'll just say Cabo. Mm -hmm. And then, and then the maid of honor is like, okay, we're going to get like matching outfits and we're also all getting tumblers and we're like going to surprise the bride with like this lingerie and we're going to do all of these things. All of the things. I think that that may be an opportunity to tell the maid of honor and possibly the bride like, hey, we are spending a lot of money to get to Cabo to celebrate you for four days. Right. I'm like having to take PTO, mm -hmm. et cetera, that like. Could we maybe cut back on like the matching outfits? The extracurriculars. Uh, same thing goes for like having a really nice dinner somewhere. Can we yeah. just cook at the house instead? Totally. But here's the rub here. Okay. Hit me. If your friend is already having a like a bougie bachelorette, mm -hmm. like you're gonna be like, oh, she's, you know she's what? got Let's the... make nachos at home instead of like the yeah. like two hundred dollar per person private chef dinner. Yeah. Like she's probably not gonna go for that. No, she has the vision in her head. She's going to get exactly the bachelorette party she's imagining. And that's. And I that mean, you could just, just do it hard. the same way that my friends did it, mm -hmm. where you just passive aggressively at like a <laughs> girl's dinner be like, well, when I'm getting married, I'm never going to subject all of y'all to that because, like, oh, there, yeah, death. just a little, a little, like, shot across the bow there. Which, yeah, ha has happened mm -hmm. at a group dinner that I've been at. Uh, <laughs> but I honestly think the only true way that, like, this is kosher is being like, hey, I'm I'm not coming to either of your bridal showers. They're out of town and it's too much money. I can't, yeah. You can't travel like three three times is is too many. Four times if you're doing the the, the dress thing. And I, I just think it's it's also the industry is now it's one upping everybody. Yeah. And so the one upping uh begets obviously more money involved because you have to have the coolest bachelorette party in the coolest location with the with the outfits and the coolest Airbnb. And yeah, you gotta have the bottles and this and that. And now, like now, yeah, and here we are. Now we're just climbing the ladder of mm -hmm. weddings and bachelorette and and bachelor parties for that matter. Yeah. So, um, I, it, I, I think know. if you're not the sister of the bride, you kind of just or the maid of honor, like you really, you either don't go or you just bite the bullet. Because like mm -hmm. at this point, what are you gonna like tell her to like change her personality of like? Being a spoiled brat? <clears throat> yeah, the only thing you do by saying this is ridiculous is piss her off, right? There's no, like, there's no, think of the end game here. She's not going to backtrack on it. Yeah. Things are already planned. I think there, your, there's no way that for them to talk shit. I mean, people may talk shit about you, but if you're like, I I cannot yeah. do that with the, the cost is too much for me, so I'm not going to. Like, yeah. really, you can't fault that person. But no, if you're but like, it has to be, you're like, has to be, I'm already booked and we're here. And then, by the way, this was really extravagant. That's that's just a way to kill the mood. Like you already did it. Then you're just going to piss the friend off. You're going to piss somebody off, and there's no end. There's no there's no end game to that. There's no positive outcome besides ticking people off. And so that's when you just eat it and and, and try to enjoy it. Yeah. Right. Because like if if I, and this is the case with arguments in general, and that's why I, I try not to get into many of them because. Yeah. The outcome is often like nobody wins. I, I can't gain anything from saying this comment, so I'm just not going to say it. If I was like, hey, dude, this bachelor party, fucking way too expensive. But I'm here and like sitting in the Airbnb. Yeah. That, that's just tanking the mood for four hours. Right. And, and no need to do that. And so now, I'm just going to have a, I'm gonna have a like busy and, and crying because. Because yeah. someone was mean to her and like, 
And there's drama, and then the the two cliques separate. Yeah, the high school and the college friends like start talking shit about each other, and like the brides like crying because not everyone's like hanging out. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think this episode has brought out a lot of my feelings about weddings. I think people should have them. I think that in the last ten years, the culture around weddings has oh totally changed to the point exactly what you said. Like it's just. Keep keeping up with the Joneses, like yep. one upping each other. I I definitely lived a stage of my life in my twenties where my friends who were getting married, especially when they were getting married around the same time, was like a mm-hmm. totally competition just to see who could outdo the other person. Of course, of course, and, and that's just kind of like that's life. Involved in that as a friend and be the one who was sh- like spending thousands of dollars to attend all of these things. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously loved being there for them. Yeah. If I could go back, I would be like. You, you can miss that and it's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Um, if I could go back and like, I think a lot of my friends who are brides could go back. They'd be like, it's not worth crying on your bachelorette party because your high school friends and your college friends sat at two different ends of the table. Like low key, <laughs> uh, when your friends haven't seen each other in a while, they're going to gravitate towards the people that they know and yes. they're not going to like strike up and become best friends with your high school best friend. Mm-hmm. and like sorry to the girl that you work with who's the only person by herself because like she's not going to be friends with anybody and you're going to have to like babysit her the whole time speaking truth this episode so I'm sorry but like ob- but at the same time once you've gone through all that you're like mm-hmm. fuck this I'm going to get that for myself because I did it for everyone else you're absolutely right that was my last point I wanted to make on this question is that no matter what and then guess what it comes around to you and you're doing it because now you have the excuse of well I did it for all y'all bitches now it's my turn but I think I think as you get older you lose that like okay well you all I did it for all of you now you have to do it for me right there's less pettiness and more and I guess I financially think, able to do things like right this. but I honestly think now I think that all of my friends, we would have all done that for each other, right? Oh, yeah. But as you get older and like more set in your ways and you're just kind of like, eh, I don't like, I don't mm. even want to make them all do this for me because like that's not what I Yeah, want I get anymore. that. I get that. I think I'm team, by the way. I think I'm, I'm team small wedding, big party is kind of yeah. where at like my current situation's at. Smaller wedding, bigger party. Yeah. And somehow turn that into a week like a weekend event. Ish. I don't know. I don't know. TBD. 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 Um before we get out of here, Sally, do you have any shower thoughts? Uh I don't have a shower thought. I just have a little PSA. Oh, PSA with Sally to freeze. Hit the PSA button. Don't know what that was. Okay. Um it's what's today's date? Wednesday, October twelfth. Uh, yesterday was the last day to register to vote in Texas. Ooh. So if you're not registered, you missed the boat. Womp, I, womp. I do not know which states are still allowing people to register. I think They're some all of very them, different. Based every on, state is different. Yeah. Some literally let you register the day of. Mm-hmm. I do know that early voting starts very soon in Texas, like possibly next week or the week after. Because yep. I think it's for like the two weeks before the election. Mm-hmm. Get your sticker, folks. Register. If you're not in Texas and you can still register. Please vote. I don't, I'm not going to tell you who to vote for. This election is very important. Please it vote. is. And Just I will make say your this. voice be heard. I will say. It's the, a privilege. 
that we get to have the ability to vote. <clears throat> so exercise your right. The please vote campaigns always sort of bothered me on the networks that they were broadcast on because they were very clearly saying, please vote like for my candidate. So my message is going to be, please vote. But in order to do so, go uh, get educated. There's a lot of good websites that basically set the agendas of each candidate out. And not and, just and for national elections. like Midterms. Or, uh, excuse me. Uh, well, it is the seat, midterms. Oh, yeah, yeah like, seat election. Like, they're like, there are local shit going on that you need to be up on. Like, I used to just vote for, like, the president and nothing else. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's also still fine. Voting is voting. Good job. But, like, there is stuff going on in your country, in your county, in your city that you can have a say in. You can. I'm and trying to find. We live in a great country that allows us to have a, a, a say in that. So exercise your right. That's my shower thought. Maybe it's Ballotopedia. There's a there's a site that it it basically says, okay, like if you are unfamiliar with these and you don't mm -hmm. necessarily want to strictly vote on party lines, which I think is a a good critical exercise in looking at your candidates, is is examining them each one by one and yeah. saying, what do I support versus just blindly hitting all seventeen and buttons like, or whatever. Don't especially if you're in Austin, mm -hmm. don't vote for or against propositions with actually no, without knowing oh, oh yeah. what you're voting for. These aren't people. These are very, uh, very important like They will word things. stuff that's very confusing. Yes, yes, on purpose. Yes, on purpose. On purpose. <clears throat> that's so, it. Okay. That's my high horse. I'll get off of it now. I will get on mine to one-up you, Sally. That's okay. what we're doing this episode. I have a conspiracy theory. Okay. Big weather is in my crosshairs right now. Oh, you know what I realized? Like a couple weeks ago, I was like, mm -hmm. we're going to talk about conspiracy theories. I did not know that y'all had done a Patreon episode about conspiracy theories mm -hmm. literally two hours before we recorded this. Really? So, yeah. Yeah. I, sorry. It's very, it was very good. Sorry for the redundant content. <laughs> um, my conspiracy theory. Big weather. I think... In forecasts, they make weekend weather purposely nicer, even if the models say no, because they want to increase recreational spending in municipalities across the country. So, for example, ACL this weekend, you looked at the forecast last week, it was like 79 and sunny, 83 sunny. Now, with ACL coming up, it's Tuesday. All of a sudden, it's 90 degrees and rainy every day. Do you, and I think this is... You know, I think that that's just the fact that the weather pattern might be like... It does change. Changing. It does change. I'm not... there. That, that happens. Because it's be becoming I'm saying, more accurate in the prediction the closer you get to the time. That's very true. But I'm saying that if it's like... If it's long enough... If you're 10 days out and you're in like prime ticket buying territory, I think the guys over there are just like, hey, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. If you go from mostly cloudy to sunny, let's get the boat days booked. Let's get the the beer tours booked. Let's get the distillery tour, the golf, the the, the tea times. I just, I just you think I'm keeping big I'm, weather's in cahoots with big golf. I think big weather's in cahoots with with big recreational industries across the board. I don't know if I buy this. Okay, I'm just saying, keep an eye out. Okay, Randy's on my team. He's not at all. I, I'm personally not either. 
I'm just saying, next time you have something that you're trying to plan, like maybe you're going to a baseball game or a football game, look at the weather 10 days out versus two days out. Could be still nice, but saying a lot more, a lot more often than not, the 10 day out looks like, ooh, okay. Saturday looks pretty good. See, I feel like it's the opposite. I feel like it looks bad. And then usually the day of, you're like, eh, that wasn't okay. As a rule, it feels like weather is always worse than it was supposed to be and better than it was supposed to be on either end of the spectrum. Yeah. Except for hurricanes. Pay attention to hurricane warnings, folks, please. Yeah. Anyway, that'll do it for us, Sally. Uh, we are the Mail-In Podcast. You have a good time? Mm-hmm. Fun episode today. So please subscribe, rate five stars, review, and tell a friend about the Mail-In Podcast. Hit the hotline number 888-362-MAIL. That's 888-362-6245. Or write in at the link in the Twitter bio at Mail-In Podcast. Sally, where can the people find you? Sally DeFreeze on Instagram and Twitter. Bada bang. I am Brett Merriman at Schmerriman on both of those platforms. Shouts to Randy behind the sticks. Shouts to Cool Adam doing the clips. See you guys next week. Bye.